our voices and praise together and Jason sang my new favorite song in need boy it's a beautiful song now I'm going to be humming that all week and I think it's a wonderful thought to be humming all week long if you if you don't know that song you might just search for it on YouTube and there's a beautiful version of it done that will help you even learn the parts what a joy to be together tonight God bless you for coming you know, uh, everyone is different. We're, it's very obvious. Any, any parent that has multiple children know that every child is unique and different. And grandparents know that too. Every child is unique and different. Mine just happened to be better than yours. But other than that, so this is the first time I've preached since. Hit it. There we go. My, my little girl with her little girl. All right, all right, all right. Go on, go on. No, you can leave it there. No, go on. <laughs> That's my newest granddaughter, just a couple weeks old, Lily. So what a joy. But every child is different. Every parent knows it. Every grandparent knows it. Every teacher knows it. We all know that every child is different. And every parent and grandparent loves each of them dearly. And God, our Father, knows that every one of his children is different. And he loves each of us dearly. He couldn't love us anymore. We're all individuals, but we are all loved by God. And God is willing to do whatever it takes, even send his son for each of us. And as his disciples, that's what we need to be about as well. The people that God loves are all different. And yet we need to find ways to reach God's people. Paul knew this great truth, and he said it in a powerful way. We're going to take just a moment and read 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 through 23, and then we'll talk about it. Paul wrote, Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I am myself not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but I am under Christ's law so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I I may share in its blessing. Now, I, I want you to look at this. It's kind of hard to see it. It's all that verse that I just read on one screen. But as I read it, you had to pick up on the reoccurring thought. To win as many as possible. To win the Jews, to win those under the law, to win those not having the law, to win the weak. Paul had a goal, and it was winning the lost. It was winning others. You remember the old quote. It's it's attributed to Vince Lombardi, but actually it was Red Sanders, an old coach that said, winning is not everything, it's the only thing. Well, with Paul, winning was everything. It was what he was about. Now, I'm not for sure what I think about that quote, winning is not everything, it's the only thing, because that same coach, Red Sanders, went on, who was, uh, went on to say this about the UCLA-USC rivalry. He said, beating SC is not a matter of life or death. It's more important than that. So in rivalries, there's some things, but what I'm talking about tonight, this winning the lost is more important. It's more important than that. It's helping people grow closer to Christ, and there is nothing more important than that. 
And so Paul's focus was to win in this struggle. To be a winner, to win as many as possible, to, w- to win the Jews and those under the law, those who had grown up knowing about God, to help them come to an understanding of the Messiah, Christ, and come to him. And to those who didn't know the law, who didn't, didn't grow up, he didn't want to become a pagan and, and follow pagan ways, but he did try and do everything possible to win them as well. And then for those who are weak, those probably those who are, are Christians, but they're struggling with these concepts that he's addressed in, in 1 Corinthians about eating meat, sacrificed to idols, and other things. He is wanting to do whatever possible to win the weak as well. Winning was his focus. He had a key in life, a focus of life. He was focused on winning. And so he says in verse 22, the last part, I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means... I might save some. He's not talking about situational ethics here. Got a call from my little brother today. He and his wife are in Rome right now, and he was showing me the little apartment they're in and how hard it was to to squeeze into that little shower and and all the things. And, and of course, him being there made me think of that thought, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. But that's not how Paul lived his life. He, he was not one that followed situational ethics. While I'm in Rome, I'll just do as the Romans do. Or when I'm here, I'm going to change. What Paul's talking about is not hypocrisy. It is a, a sympathy. It's an understanding and with a purpose. And in, in this context, remember he is talking about morally neutral concepts. He's talking about meat sacrificed to idols. He's talking about being paid for ministry. So he's, he's not saying, to win the thieves, I became a thief. To win the adulterer, I, became, I, I got involved in adultery. That's not what he is proclaiming here at all. He is saying that I, he was willing to accommodate our, himself to be able to reach others, all things to all people, to help them understand what it means to, to take that step closer to Christ and be more like them. And if that meant sacrificing some of his privileges and some of the things that he could do, well, he was more than happy to make that change. But do not be mistaken, Paul was not a, a chameleon who just changed to, to fit whatever was around him. He was not the kind of person that was always a compromiser. He was an ambassador, an ambassador for Christ. He was doing his best to be able to communicate to those with whom he came in contact. And that's what each of us is called to do as well. And this goal of being and making disciples, Randy defined discipleship in a very powerful way this morning when he said, it is simply moving closer to Christ and Christ-likeness. What a beautiful goal, and that is the goal we have for ourselves. Winning for Paul was doing this. Winning for Paul was moving people to be more mature Christians, to have a more Christian faith, to finding themselves closer to Christ. I don't think any of us think of Paul and think that he was a man without conviction. Oh, he was a man of conviction. He was a man who used those convictions, though, to build bridges and not walls between him and other people. And so he would look and he would identify the needs of others you know, some of the best times to build relationships with, with others, to help them on this journey of coming closer to Christ, is, is in times of, of great emotion, times of rejoicing, and times of sorrow. 
times when they find themselves in a moment of stress. So we come alongside them. So as you think of your neighbors and those around you, one of the things that God calls us to do to build these bridges, to make these connections, to become all things to all people is to see what's happening in their lives and try and come alongside them. In times of joy, when maybe there's been a wedding with one of those couples that live next door to you or their children or maybe a birth of a child, any of those times of congratulations with graduations or promotions or anniversaries or birthdays, So look around to those around you and figure out how to build a bridge in times of joy. But another time to build a bridge is in time of stress. When a a neighbor has an illness or a death, maybe they haven't shared with you, but if you're a neighbor, you see what's happening. My my wife noticed a, a card labeled with the words hospice on the side of it, visiting a neighbor of ours and so it didn't take her long to go over and ask and see how we could help and find out what's going on you see what's happening in your neighborhood so in times of illness or death when you see friends that have gone through financial reversals it's a beautiful time to come alongside and help our brothers and sisters in Christ but all those, also those in our community a loss of a job is one of those times or a crisis in marriage or with children how Paul would approach that is he would come to it with one of his greatest desires, and that would be the desire to win the lost and to, to do whatever he can, could to come alongside them. And here at Edmond, we have an opportunity to do the things we've just talked about. It's coming on, up on October 18th, 19th, and 20th. 20th. It's Mission Edmond. We go on a lot of mission trips around this, this state and this country and even this world. And so we have a mission trip to, to Edmond. Now, last year, you might remember, we did not have Mission to Edmond. Instead, we went down to Houston and took a, a huge crowd down there, and, and we did miss, Mission Houston instead. But this year, Mission Edmond is back. And so as you look to your neighbors and see a need, why not go and ask them if there's something that this church family can do for them? Are they going through one of those times? Maybe you have a neighbor that just had a, a child, and, or maybe twins, and they're having a hard time just keeping up with the yard work. Say, hey, our church family would love to come and help you out with some yard work maybe you you see that now, now, this is not saying you know I got a neighbor who really needs to take care of their yard they're not doing well enough so I'm going to go tell them this That's, is that the spirit Paul had and so you need to go with the, the right spirit and I, I think it will be communicated to them here's, here's some of the things we're going to do so as you think about your neighbors think about this we, we're going to do yard work We'll do some tree trimming. We'll even haul off the limbs and shred them. We're going to maybe clean out people's gutters and also wash their exterior windows. Um, we're looking for a few paint jobs, and we've noticed that oftentimes our widows or our, our people don't have time to paint their utility sheds. You know, we're not the best painters in the world, but we do pretty good on utility sheds in the backyard that not everybody can see. So maybe you have a neighbor or somebody that you could offer to, to paint their their utility shed and we, we can do that we're, um, we're thinking about renting a, a stump grinder a lot of times people have a tree go down and they, they fix the emergency of getting the tree out but they've got a stump in their yard and, and they don't want to go rent one we're thinking about renting a stump grinder and just going around and grinding a bunch of people's stumps in their yard we can do some bigger projects as well Chip Bettis helps us with those but that's just for you things to think about and I hope that you would look through your neighborhood and, and let us know if you have a need you know we're also willing to help our members in need as well so if you have personally have that need you just let us know 
It's our opportunity to be what Paul calls us to be, to connect with people. And if that means mowing a yard, I can mow a yard, and then I can ask if they'd like to come out with us and pray with us. There's some things I can do. And, if you're, and I mentioned a bunch of the exterior ones. I meant to mention also that some of our folks are just going to go to nursing homes to sing and encourage folks. There's something for everybody. I hope you'll consider going online and signing up and being part of Mission Edmund. You can be a part of it on Thursday and Friday or Saturday, one day, all three days or two days. It doesn't matter. You just sign up and let us know what days you can come, and we'll make sure there's a work for you. Because this church, brothers and sisters, we are all about making and being disciples. Our call for this past year has been to pray this prayer. God, make me a disciple and use me to make disciples. I think that's a prayer Paul prayed, maybe not in those words, but that's his thought, that we might be all things to all people so that we might win some. Winning. It's a life and death matter. We need to take this very, very serious. God bless you for being here tonight. We're fixing to stand and sing a song. It's a song of invitation. We'd love to pray for you and with you if you'd like for us to just come and let us know about that need and we'd surround you in prayer. You might also have been studying God's word and you know this is the time to put him on in baptism. We would love to take the time to witness you be born again. If you have a need, we can help you with it. Why don't you come as we stand together and sing. On bended knee 